everybody, and welcome to Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I am your host, Bill, and yes, welcome to season 20 of South Park. Oh yeah, this is the one. This is the season that we're going to go on so many enjoyable rides of ups and downs and confusion and anger and so much that it may drive me crazy. Who knows? But, as per tradition here on the podcast, I got my bottle of Mike's Hard Lemonade. Gonna open this bad boy up. And for those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome. Uh, I have done this for... Gosh, the last several seasons now of the show. It is a tradition where I take a drink of Mike's Hard Lemonade to toast to the new season. So, with that said, may God help me a toast to season 20 of South Park. feel like I'm going to need something a little bit harder, but that's okay. Okay, so, the last time that we saw South Park, we were in the midst, the midst of this whole campaign for the 2016 presidency, and we now know who it is going to be. It is going to be Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. And to be honest, I think if you were a better, the favorite going into the election would have been Hillary Clinton. Hillary has the experience. She's been in politics. What does Donald Trump know? But at the same time, we have stuff going on in the town that is going to be very, very important, not only for this episode, but throughout the entire 20th season. So, let's get into it. Let's start with the episode that, well, really got our season going, Member Berries. The episode was written and directed by Trey Parker and originally aired on September 14th 2016. So we are, at this point, about two months away, a little less than two months away from the election. So our episode begins in the school gym, where the South Park girls volleyball team is going to be playing. And for the first time in the school history, This game is a sellout. It is a complete sellout. But why is the game a sellout? Is it because the team is doing really good? No. Is it because they're facing an arch rival? No. It is because they are here to see if one of the members of the girls' volleyball team 
will sit or take a knee during the national anthem. Yes, we are in that time where athletes, and in particular football players, are taking a knee during the national anthem. Of course, this is most famously done by Colin Kaepernick about a year after he and the San Francisco 49ers were in the Super Bowl. So, the protests, and I want to talk about this, the entire protest during the Star-Spangled Banner is about police brutality. And this is an interesting... This is an interesting time because, you know, we never had this before. Now, if you go back a few seasons, Tim Tebow was Tebowing, which is the same thing that Colin Kaepernick is doing. Um, the thing is, nobody thought when, you know, Tim Tebow was doing it, that he was, you know, protesting anything. In fact, he was praying to God, or at least that's what, you know, he said. So this whole thing is because, you know, Colin Kaepernick's making aware of police brutality. And this is an ongoing issue, still, to this day. Um, it's not as big of... I, I, I want to say this right. It's not as big as it is, or as it was, pardon me, back in 2016. Are there people, are there athletes still doing this? Yeah, there are. However, it's gotten to be less and less in a way. Not saying that the issue is done, saying the issue is over, but it's 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 not a big deal. It is an issue, but it's not as big of a deal as it was in 2016. So, we find out that Randy has a $100 bet that one of the girls will sit during the national anthem. Now, their reasoning for sitting is completely different from what Colin Kaepernick had done. The girls are doing this because there is an internet troll on the school board who is making derogatory remarks about the girls in the school. So, while the national anthem is playing, one of the girls sits. And then another, and then another, and then another. And the fourth one is the one that wins Randy $100. After the national anthem is over, everybody, with the exception of like three people, leave the gym. Because they don't want to stay for a volleyball game. They want to see, you know, the girls sit. So, the next day, the girls are in PC Principal's office. And PC Principal respects what they did. And 
you know, their protest. However, the girls say the reason they did this was because of this internet troll, whose name is Skankhunt42. And they believe it is Cartman who is the internet troll. So we see Cartman. This is the first time we see Cartman all year. And he has a Tokens Life Matters shirt. And it barely fits him. Like, you could see the bottom of his stomach, but it barely fits him. And he's like, PC Principal, I am not Skank Hunt 42. I am not. So, Carmen is saying he is not Skank Hunt 42. We'll see where this is going to go. Meanwhile, uh, Randy opens the door, and there's someone from Gallup who's taking a poll, asking, who are you going to vote for in the upcoming election between the giant douche and the turd sandwich? Randy replies that normally this is a giant douche house. However, they are voting for the turd sandwich, including his wife. And when, his, and, and when Sharon hears this, she has this look on her face like, you are not speaking for me. So that night, they have a discussion at the house talking about, you know, how could you say that I'm going to vote for this person when I actually want to vote for this person? Well, Giant Douche has a wonderful lead in the polls over Giant or Turd Sandwich. And, you know what, I'm just going to say it between you and me. I'm, I'm an independent. I, I, I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. But if you're looking for the definition of a turd sandwich and a giant douche, doesn't Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton fit those both perfectly with Trump being the giant douche and Hillary Clinton being a turd sandwich? I mean, come on. It just fits better. It doesn't get any better than that. Because when it, when they first did it in 2004, okay, Bush is the giant douche, John carries the turd sandwich. Okay, you know, makes sense. And then we get to 08, and we get to 12, and it's like, yeah, okay, you know, the people that are running, they're, they're not, they don't fit that description. Here, oh my gosh, you have... The two perfect definitions of a giant douche and a turd sandwich. You just do. So, Mr. Garrison and Caitlyn Jenner are celebrating that they are leading in the polls. And Mr. Garrison talks about, you know, how, you know, when we run this country, you know, I'm going to take care of the domestic stuff. You're going to take care of the foreign stuff. And Caitlyn's like, I thought you were going to take care of the foreign stuff. And we get... One of our catchphrases for season 20. Oh, jeez. So, we get back to the school, and I want to play this clip, because this is a funny clip, but it's also an important clip. Cartman has an assembly. That's right. Cartman has an assembly. Talking about girls and this whole Skank Hunt 42 situation. Let's play the clip. Fellow students, as you know, an internet troll by the name of Skank Hunt 42 
has been harassing women and girls by making degrading comments on our school message board. The girls are very upset, and many male students believe that it's just because girls don't have a sense of humor. I beg to disagree. Girls rule, women are funny, get over it. Just the other day in the hallway, I heard two male students saying how the new Ghostbusters sucked bass. I was shocked and appalled. It is time for us all to realize and accept that girls are cool and women are funny. Wendy, Wendy, could you come up here, please? Come on up, Wendy. Wendy Tessenberger, guys. Wendy, go ahead. Be funny. Say something funny, Wendy. We can't wait. I'm not funny. Hey, girls are funny, Wendy, okay? Get over it. Just do women's comedy stuff, you know, talk about how fat you are and how you want to have sex with guys and then say, my vagina a lot. I don't feel like being funny right now. And that's just the kind of sexist bullcrap that's going to keep you in the kitchen. Sit your ass down. This isn't a joke, you guys. Girls are funny. Baby, why don't you come up here? Come on, baby. No! No? Come on, talk about having sex with guys and say vagina and stuff like that. Go ahead. Girls real, women are funny. Baby, get over yourself, seriously. Get the mic out of my face! Huh. Oh my god, that wasn't really all that funny. That's weird. Um, let's see, Red, you got any zingers for the crowd? No? How about you, Nelly? Yeah, I got one. You're a fat <laughs> Hey, no, that wasn't really funny. It was just angry. You see, what the problem is, is that when a little troll is allowed to say anything he wants anonymously, then he speaks for all you boys. Yeah, that's good. Just, I'm just trying to say it a little bit funnier now. Go ahead and get on our school message board and see what he's saying about us. Then see if you guys think it's funny. Okay, and then, and then, and then just go, Mavijana. Okay, so the girls are really angry at this point, and they have every right to be. They have every right to be angry with this whole situation with Skankun42. Now, I will say, I did not go see that Ghostbusters movie. I did not, you know, I haven't seen it. But when you look at the cast, on paper, that looks like a really good cast. Melissa McCarthy, um, oh my gosh, uh, Leslie Jones, Kate McKinnon, who's seriously one of the funniest women I've ever seen in my life. She is fantastic. You know, and, and on paper, it's like... Okay, this movie could be good. And it's something happening along the way, and people are like, eh, it's not really that good. So we'll get back to them, or we'll get back to the kids in a little bit. But we do have a problem, though. The problem is our national anthem. We need help, damn it. We need help. So the United States government decides there's only one person who can do this. There's only one person who can reboot the Star Spangled Banner. Make it mean something again. We need to get J.J. Abrams. Because, you know, J.J. Abrams saved the Star Wars franchise. I mean, Episode 7 is a really good movie. I will say that. So, they go to his, his house, and they don't even show J.J. Abrams, which I think is really good. It's like, you only see, like, a shadowy figure of him, but that's really it. So, members of, go of, of the government, of Congress, go to his mansion, and, you know, they're asking, like, can you help us? Can you help save America? We need you to use your member berries. Remember what now? And J.J. Abrams, using one light for yes, two for no, turns on one light. So J.J. Abrams is going to do it. Yeah! He's going to do it. Meanwhile, C 
Kyle's having this talk with Mr. Mackey, who I can't believe still has a job after he admitted in the last episode that he got Principal Victoria Fox. I will never get that. I will never get that. How does the guy who got another person fired and then admitted to doing it still has a job? I don't get it. I, I don't think I'll ever get it. Maybe if anyone you know listening to this on Twitter or in our Facebook group knows, uh, please let me know. I want to know. How does he still have a job? So, Kyle has some guilt about Cartman. Even though he still thinks Cartman is Skank Hunt 42. So, when Kyle leaves... Mr. Mackey opens his desk drawer and he pulls out member berries. Ah, remember Chewbacca? Yeah, I remember Chewbacca. And this is like some of the weirdest but most interesting thing you'd ever see. So, then we see Mr. Garrison is in a forum with Matt Lauer when Matt Lauer was still considered a good person. It's not going to be much longer. And, you know, he's asked, you know, there are people that question if you can lead this country. And they show the clips of Garrison saying over and over and over again that he will fuck him in the ass. And Mr. Garrison's like, uh, yeah, you know, it'll be like that, you know. So then... And I gotta play this clip. This clip is fantastic. I I love this clip. So, we see in the kindergarten class that someone is coming to read them a story. And the person that's going to read them this story is Cartman. Now, I'm gonna warn you, um, the, the clip that I have, uh, the audio is a little bit lower. Uh, I, I couldn't do anything to help that. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try my best here for you guys to hear the clip and the story that Cartman has come up with. Hi guys! Are you all ready to hear a story? Yeah! yeah. This was a book I created all with my imagination. It's called Little Red Riding Cat. The story of a little gay boy and his adventure with four hilarious women. One day, Little Red Riding Cow was walking through the forest, thinking about gas. He was on his way to visit his grandma, who was a little black boy named Token. Get over it. But then, a big bad wolf, who was a hilarious woman named Janet, walked into the house and said, I have a large vagina, and traded places. What the hell are you doing? Okay. The fact that Carbon makes his book, and, and at one point he's like, yeah, going to see his grandma, a little black boy named Token, get over it. That is fantastic. I laughed. That was hilarious. So, Kyle, you know, warns. He warns Carbon, like, you gotta stop what you're doing with, with, with the trolling. You absolutely have to stop. And Carmen's saying, look, it's not me. I'm not the one that's doing it. 
So as that's going on, we see Randy at the bar. He's still pissed. He's still upset that Giant Douche is ahead in the polls. Like, he can't believe it. So Butter's dad tells him, I, I got something for you. I got something that's going to help you. And he tells him about member berries. So he takes him to his house and he, you know, shows him the member berries and he lets him try it. And Randy's going to enjoy the member berries. Meanwhile, Mr. Garrison is freaking out about how he could actually win the election. He could actually win. And he's got no idea what he's doing. So he says, I'm not going to quit this election. What I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that Hillary wins. So now he is going to do the complete opposite. Like he's going to basically convince the people, you need to vote for Hillary. Not for me. So we'll see how that goes. In a moment. Meanwhile, Butters in the locker in the hallway talks about ScanCon 42 making new posts, putting pictures of girls' moms sucking penises, and you know, Kyle's like, "You got to be kidding me!" And then all of a sudden, Cartman is screaming. And he's like, oh my god, guys, the girls, they got me. They cornered me in the gym. They beat me up. They kicked me. And then they drew this picture on my face. The picture is of a vagina with balls. And Kyle's like, no, you did this. And Carver's like, no, I didn't. I didn't do this. The girls did it. And Kyle warns Carmen, you keep this up, we're going to have a gender war here in the school. So, we see Mr. Garrison and Caitlyn Jenner on the phone trying to convince people to vote for Hillary Clinton. It's not working. However, they see on the news that J.J. Abrams is done with the rebranded new version of the national anthem and that Hillary Clinton, the giant turd or the, the turd sandwich is going to be at the game when the new national anthem plays. Aha. Mr. Garrison figures is out. I'm going to go to the game. I'm going, I'm not going to stand at the game when they play the new national anthem. That guarantees me that I'm going to lose this election. Well, we'll have to see how this goes. Meanwhile, Randy is eating his member berries, and, you know, he's enjoying them. And then all of a sudden, the member berries go, start going, like, remember when there were so many Mexicans? Yeah, remember when marriage was between a man and a woman? And Randy's like, holy shit, this is, like, racist food. So he spits it out and then throws it out. Because basically, these member berries are trying to make people remember the quote-unquote good times. 
now we go to the football game. And Hillary Clinton is there, and they joke as she's waving at all four people that really care about her. And here is Mr. Garrison. You know, he's in a box, you know. And he's like, okay, this is it. This is it. This is where I'm going to lose the election. So, you know, they hype up that J.J. Abrams has his new national anthem. You see Colin Kaepernick and you see, you know, a bunch of other players. So then the announcer goes, Ladies and gentlemen, will you please rise and stand for our national anthem? Or kneel or sit. And the national anthem starts playing. And Mr. Garrison's like, what? What what is going on? This isn't what I meant. So he's confused. Colin Kaepernick is confused. Everyone's doing just whatever it is. And then the commentators are like, oh, this is just like what it used to be with our national anthem. J.J. Abrams has done it again. So meanwhile, Kyle is in the bathroom when Cartman all of a sudden barges in. And Cartman admits to Kyle that, okay, the whole thing with the girls drawing a vagina on my face and beating me up, I did that. I I did that. I admit that. But I am not the one that's doing the trolling. I am not Skank Hunt 42. And Kyle's like, Whoever it is, if it's you or whoever, I'm going to prove to everyone who it is. And I'm going to show everyone who is Skankun42. So then we go to the end of the episode. And, and, we, and I want to go back to the girls watching the National Anthem. Wendy's upset, turns the TV off. Bebe's upset, she turns the TV off. You see, Andrea, she's upset. She's watching it with her parents. She just walks away. And then we see Kyle laying on the bed. Got his hands behind his head. And his dad checks in. And he's like, hey, buddy, is there something you want to talk about? And Kyle's like, no, I'm just thinking. And Gerald is like, okay, well, if you need anything, I'm in my office. So, as Gerald closes the door, he walks into his office, turns on his radio, pours himself a glass of wine, gets on his computer, and then we see South Park School message board. Wait, what? Username. Skankhunt42? <gasps> Gerald is Skankhunt42. Whoa! And that is the end of Member Berries. Alright, I remember... Yeah, I remember. No, in, in all seriousness, though. When this first aired, th th this episode, and I'm like, alright, Carmen's saying it's not him. Like, he keeps saying it. And, like, when you're watching it, it's like, no, it's got to be him. But then at the end, when you do see that it is Gerald, 
you're like, oh my God. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, this is an actual good twist that they did here. They did an actual good twist on who this internet troll is. So I will give them that. They did a real good job kind of building up, okay, who is this troll? And the thing is, Cartman tells the truth the whole time. The entire time, Cartman tells the truth. It is unbelievable. Um, you know what? This is, this is a good episode. This is an enjoyable episode. It's a good way to start off season 20. I know you guys have been like, oh, Bill's dreading it. He's not going to like any of the episodes. That's not true. I, I enjoyed this episode. I thought it was a good episode to start the season. Um, of course, not knowing at the time what we're going to know now, as far as how the season's going to go. Um... I think this was a good way to start the season. Um, obviously, they were talking about, you know, the whole presidential election, which is going to be a big theme for the first half of the season. And then, in a way, making fun of the players kneeling during the national anthem. And the way they decide, like, okay, this is how we're going to do the national anthem now. We're going to do, you could stand, you could sit, you can kneel, you could do whatever you want. Um, so I'm going to give this, I'm going to give this an eight. I think that's a good number. It's a fair number, strong number to start out this season. I'm going to, I'm going to give this an eight out of 10. Good way to start the season. Okay. We're going to get to a couple of, uh, critics responses and then we're going to talk about what happened with this episode. Jesse Shadeen of IGN rated this a 6.2 out of 10, classifying it as okay. Shadeen enjoyed the jokes and gags from the episode, but felt the many warring subplots failed to coerce into a satisfying whole. Kevin Johnson of the AV Club gave this a B plus and commented how he enjoyed the fact that the show has managed to consistently find ways to reinvent itself, whether by learning harder on its satirical edge, developing its cast in deeper, unique ways, improving the scale of the animation, or establishing longer story arcs. And Chris Longo of Den of Geek gave the episode two and a half out of five stars. Excuse me. Noted that this season already appears to be converging into some big conspiracy, which hasn't been the show's strength. Well, this is the earliest I'm going to ever get to say this, but this episode was nominated for an Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. So this is the episode that South Park submits to get nominated for a primetime Emmy. Uh, this would be for the 69th Emmys, which is 2017. South Park did not win an Emmy this year. The other nominees, and I'll mention the episodes and then I'll mention the winner, Archer for Archer Dreamland, No Good Deed, The Simpsons for The Town, and Sophia the First for Elena and the Secret of Avalor. Yes, Sophia the First. It was a decent show when my nephews were younger, but really, you're going to put it up against Archer 
The Simpsons, South Park, and The Winner, which I will mention in a minute. Interesting choice. So anyway, the uh, the show that won the Emmy this year is Bob's Burgers for Bob Actually. I can't say I've ever seen this episode. I, I can't say I've seen this episode, so I don't really have much of an opinion on this one, but this is what beats South Park for an Emmy in this year. So now what's going to be interesting for me is to see if any of the other episodes that we get the rest of the way ends up being better than this one and maybe should have been the one that gets nominated. Now, I will mention that we're going to get one more year of South Park getting nominated for an Emmy, and then we're going to hit a stretch where South Park does not get nominated for a primetime Emmy Award. Like I said, it's going to be a while after I talk about the next one, which when we get to that episode, I will mention it. All right, let's go to IMDb and see what they thought of this week's episode. Over 2,600 people have given this episode a rating on IMDb, and the average rating, the the rating on IMDb, is a 7.8 out of 10. To break it down, 775 people gave this episode an 8. That's going to be the, the ranking, the score that I give this episode. 495 people gave it a 10. 419 people gave it a 9. And 96 people gave it a 1. Very interesting. So this one, this is a highly thought episode as far as the rankings go, or the ratings, but let's see what the user reviews think about this week's episode. So uh, let's see, the episode aired on the 14th of September. So let's try and find some of the earliest reviews to start with. And we'll start, I saw, I think, one or two that were on the 15th, so that's where we're going to start with. And we're going to start with, start with George's Epic Life, who wrote, Since season 18, South Park has been very serialized, and slowly but surely, they have slowly perfected this new formula. Member Berries sets up the rest of season 20 very effectively, although to, although the episode is a little bloated and tries to cover a few too many topics, similarly to Stunning and Brave. The best parts of the episode involve the kids, Cartman's Black Lives Matter, Cartman reading the girls his story, and Kyle's determination in finding out the troll. I also like the Member Berries themselves and how they acted as nostalgia, which is funny when you consider how Giant Douche and Turd Sandwich is a callback to Season 8's Douche and Turd. The weakest part of this episode was probably the National Anthem subplot with J.J. Abrams. It was humorous, but I don't think it will be developed in the upcoming episodes. I am glad that Garrison and Jenner is returning from the previous season, and the timing could not be more perfect with the current election. The most important moment was definitely the cliffhanger ending where Gerald was revealed to be the troll and not Cartman. This is a brilliant way to end this first episode because it sets up the rest of the season. 
I am very excited for the rest of the season. Next review is from Shahab Shahir, who wrote, South Park proves once again why it's still one of the best shows on television. I might even say that it does a better job at displaying news events than most news outlets these days. These past few years, South Park really declined in quality, but by returning to its roots, season 19, and so far season 20, appear to be among the best seasons of the series as a whole. Props to Trey Parker and Matt Stone for staying unbiased and bashing both sides equally. J.J. Abrams was captured perfectly with his reboot technique, and I lost it during the scene where it was announced that the U.S. government wants him to write the national anthem. Cartman's Tokens Life Matter shirt was South Park at its finest, and I expect to see more Black Lives Matter spoofs in this season. Uh, we have another one from Vincent Knight-TV who wrote, This is what South Park always was about, and they pretty much perfected it. Take actual social issues, fe feminism, crooked presidential candidates, mix them with pop culture references, movie remakes, internet trolls, and create a unique narrative, rebooting the national anthem, that ridicules and mocks the behavior of certain groups or people. Plus, they are still back in making a cohesive narrative out of each season, which I absolutely love. It was hilarious and thought-provoking, just as the best South Park stuff you've ever seen. It's a 10 out of 10. This is what makes this show so outstanding. Can't wait for the next episode. Alright, uh, we're going to go to Gangster Luffy, who wrote, What did I think of this episode? Well, being a fan for about eight years now, South Park will forever have a part in my life. Like last season, the episodes had a story that continued throughout the season. Well, this season will be the same, which I kind of like because it heats up the story making. You want to watch the next episode even more. And for this episode, I liked it a lot. Like the volleyball scene was funny as hell. And the ending was kind of shocking, something we all certainly didn't expect. I have no idea where they are. They will go with this, but I certainly want to watch the next episode to find out what will happen. I rate this episode an 8.7 out of 10. Next review is from Connor Lorino, who wrote, The newest season of South Park is out, and it is back better than ever. With a strong storyline, old references, and loads of jokes, I can happily say that this is, this is one of the greatest episodes. I am really enjoying how this and the last season have been focusing on different characters rather than just the main five boys, main four and butters. The episode has satire relating to the most current of events and leaves of with a suspenseful cliffhanger. I can't wait to see where they take the next episode. Rating this a proud 10 out of 10. Okay, uh, next review is from... Doug Van Bent Hewson, who wrote, I am ashamed to be contemporaries of these bad, awful people who think it funny to go around poking fun of everyone. This episode suggests that transgendered individuals are not all wonderful, smart, and awesome. It suggests that race conflict in America is bolstered by the media. It equated our noble presidential candidates to a fecal sandwich and a feminine hygiene item. And worst of all, some portly carriaged youngster is referred to by truly deplorable slur. I myself have a hefty child and people don't realize it is his bone structure. So such hurtful remarks wound me to the core. 
Please take this terrible, disgusting show off IMDb so no harmless children will accidentally stumble upon the show. Um, is this person for real? Alright, got a few more. Uh, Howard-30039 wrote, Honestly, beep, what Pie Guy Rules says about this masterpiece. Wait, did I read Pie Guy Rules? I don't think I... Let me... Is he even on this? Uh, hold on. Okay, we do not have a Pie Guy's Rule. So I'll just read this anyway. Um, honestly, beep what Pie Guy Rules says about this masterpiece. Season 20 and 19 were actually good. It taught us about reboots and allegations. It taught us satire and how allegations, trolls like Keemstar, make can have a big effect on society. It even portrayed Hillary Clinton as a shady president who wants stuff her way. And the, Oh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stop here. The only reason I'm going to stop here is this spoils the whole season. So I'm not going to read this. I'm not, I'm not going to read this review. I'm going to skip that one. I apologize, folks. So then in that case, we have two more. Uh, N.W. Kamara writes, I got many laughs, but it was honestly too crammed with so many topics I felt that Matt and Trey were throwing right at the audience and expecting every one of them to land. Overall, okay episode, 6 out of 10. Final review is from Tom DeGroot-57224 who wrote, As a rose-color shaded South Park fanboy, starting at season one as a kid and growing up with the series, I've and many others watched the show progress greatly in a lot of different areas, whether for the good or bad. I remember when this episode aired in season 20. I wasn't immediately sold, and after the season concluded, I was slightly disappointed in coming to the finale. Not in the quality of the finale, but Arrival. The season is unique big time in that the plot continues from so or from episode one to the end of the season. New to South Park and I don't believe was welcomed and by first watch wasn't by me. I think the weekly airing for an episodic show, but that had. An, but that had an overarching plot was too much for fans at first. When we wait so long for an episode and that episode isn't full-fledged South Park, and is an episode that gears itself for a whole season while retaining episodic qualities is tricky. When going back and watching season 20 in a binge session and just going episode after episode, the comedy and writing shines way more and reveals its geniusy. Matt and Trey nailed this season. The comedy has progressed to where we are today and still retains some old-school South Park humor in many ways. The overarching plot was actually interesting when you know you can binge ahead. This episode was a great testament to being funny and gearing a season to be a full-season plot. Now, going back and looking at South Park as a library archive, it's nice having Trey's and Matt's take on a season-long plot that was tied to current events. Now rip me to shreds for my 10-star rating on anything Season 20. LOL. You know what? I'm not going to rip him. Um, he watched this in a binge watch, and he really liked it. I'm doing it in a completely different way, obviously, because of my time and how this show is done. So I won't be able to do it in a binge, but we'll be doing it in a good process to where I think I'll get the entire 
idea of season 20. So, but for the most part, this is a liked episode. There are a couple people that don't like it, but you know what? You can't win them all. You can follow the show on Twitter at SharksPond97, and you can join the show's Facebook group at SharksPond, a South Park podcast, where you can join other fans to discuss past, present, and when they come up, future South Park episodes. And I want to give a shout-out to the guys at Suck My Balls, a South Park review, where they watch and review each and every South Park episode. Next time around, this season has just started, and we're going on a hunt. Next time, it is Skank Hunt. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode of Shark's Pond, a South Park podcast. I'm Bill, and I'll talk to you all next time.